And now, coming at you from the Five Star Physique Studio in Knoxville, Tennessee, this is The Drop Set with your host, Darren Starr. I gotta be careful or I'm gonna get addicted to these shorter podcasts and we'll never see a longer one ever again. Who knows? I do have a poll question up at the website, thedropset.com. Please let me know. It is related to exactly that. The drop set episodes that I prefer are shorter or longer. Let me know and that will help dictate what we do going forward here for sure. Um, I have an avid listener, um, Lisa McKenzie. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. She's a physique competitor out of Canada, and uh, invariably, from time to time, you know, after I post something, she'll respond back with some really great feedback. Like, hey, that was timely. I was always also wondering about X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. So I really appreciate that kind of back and forth. Um, I, I bounced an idea off her in one of our conversations that was like, hey, this, uh, this little like mini drop set or whatever, it needs some kind of clever name. I don't know if you got anything. And she suggested, well, why don't you have a contest or put it out to listeners? Uh, and I'm like, well, duh, of course. So clearly I should be uh, paying her as a marketing consultant. So um, I want to put it out to you. I'm going to do this formally on Facebook and Instagram sometime soon as well. But I just want to pitch it out there. So anybody that has ideas, like, what do we call this? Does it have the same name, but like a subtitle? Does it have an, a completely different name? Do I give it a whole different graphic set? What? I don't know. Um, I'm not sure that it really matters, but I am the kind of guy, if nothing else, I like to think about that stuff and kind of overthink a little bit. So I'm just curious if anybody has any input on that. What should these shorter things be called? I, I was thinking just because, I mean, it's already the drop set. So then what do we call something that's, you know, a, a smaller version of a drug, like what I call it, like partial reps or something. I have no idea. There's something along that, along those lines is where my head is already going. Anyway, I did plug in a new, um, put up a new training program on the website yesterday. So if you go to fivestarphysique.com, click on workout plans. I put a new one up there that is called The Deceiver. Um, and again, another thing, I put way too much time into uh, not only not only the names for these, but also like I like to give the individual workouts names as well. So this one, you know, the idea is this one, the workouts, aside from the back workout, which does look kind of scary because it does have barbell rows and dumbbell rows superset in there, which is kind of rude. Um, but the rest of it doesn't really look all that bad on paper, but there's some supersets, some tempos thrown in, and just a general directive to really push on tempo and keep those rest periods down. So you can go check that out um, if that's something that you're interested in, if you're in the market for a new workout plan. Um, today, I'm recording this on July 21st, which is a Saturday. So um, I am uh, constantly checking my phone because it is contest day. I just want to make sure that everybody is all set. So I've got Thea down in the LA area doing women's physique and uh, Prejudging is done. I'm recording this between prejudging and finals. We've got our agenda set, um, and uh, she she was center. Uh, I mean, it was class of five. She was in the center um, the whole time. So we'll see how that goes. Um, Oscar in Sacramento doing men's physique. Same thing. He was center um, the whole time at a WNBF show in Central California, and then uh, Tyler is in. Tahoe, Reno, somewhere in Nevada. I get those two confused, and I always have. But some NGA show down there. She's doing bikini. Um, Prejudging's over. We're waiting for finals. And then uh, Deontay, who I just started working with a couple weeks ago, and we're kind of doing like a little crash course rescue here um, to try and get him set up uh, at a really, really small show uh, in North Carolina. 
I think he said the entire show was 20 something competitors. Um, so they had like eight in men's physique. He was doing classic physique. He was the only one. And so the promoter's like, Hey, you want to cross over into men's physique? And he, I remember he, uh, he asked me, he's like, what do you think? I'm like, well, can we cross over into bodybuilding? And he would have been like the only bodybuilder if he would have done that. So tiny, tiny show. Um, we're doing this as, um, you know, we're, we're trying to do what we can for this show. The real one for him that was going to be in November. So we're going to come out of this one, um, give him a couple weeks to breathe a little bit and then we'll, we'll resume the cut that he's been on here. So, um, that's what today looks like for me. Kind of crazy times all around. I wanted to talk very briefly today. Um, the, the segment that I wanted to discuss here was, um, what I call longevity killers. So things in the gym where if you do them, incorrectly. Um, I don't really believe in bad exercises. I know, um, if you go on YouTube and you follow Athlean X, I can't remember what the dude's name is, but that's his, uh, his YouTube channel. Um, he maintains his database of like, you know, the exercise graveyard things you should never do, but that's kind of his, his marketing gimmick is like, never do this. And then you'll never get hurt again. Or you should always do this or stop doing this immediately. And like, I don't believe in that kind of crap. Um, and they're always, you know, if, if you actually re-watch some of those videos, what you can see is, okay, well, basically what he's saying is what you should stop doing is stop doing things incorrectly. And that's what I believe in. But So I'm not going to say, here are the exercises that you don't do, but here are the things that I see done incorrectly that can more commonly lead to injuries. So it's like, you know, you can curl poorly, um, for your entire life and, you know, maybe get a little bit of elbow tendonitis, which clearly is not good, but it's not going to send you to the hospital either. So what I'm looking for are, are common exercises that, you know, are, are commonly done incorrectly and can lead to issues. So, I mean, we, we could put, you know, curls on that list and how would we do those incorrectly? Well, you know, you lift too much weight and you kind of, you know, you never really experience a quality concentric. You just kind of force it up and you cheat it up because then when that happens, if you can't lift the weight, you certainly can't lower it in a reasonable fashion. So your elbows are going to hate you for that. Um, so one thing that I don't think anybody should ever do is any kind of kipping movement ever. This is a CrossFit thing. It is really the one absolute that I have. And I have a lot of clients who um, come from a CrossFit background and they like to maintain doing a little bit of CrossFit work for conditioning or for cardio. And I'm like, that's great. You don't ever do anything kipping because we need your shoulders still attached to your body. And the only thing that that does it is, is it allows you to do more reps of a particular exercise, whether it's knees to elbows or pull-ups, in less amount of time. And what's the point of doing a whole bunch of pull-ups if all you're doing is fatiguing your whole body and getting your heart rate up? That The pull-ups are a shitty cardio exercise. So don't try and turn them into a cardio exercise by turning it into a momentum drill. It is beyond stupid. It is absolutely flabbergasting how dumb that is and the fact that people do it I just uh okay so I said I didn't have any absolutes that's one okay so there you go don't do anything kipping ever if you ever if I ever see you doing that no uh, that's the one thing where I will actually go up to people in the gym and say hey you know what you might want to might not want to do that and they'll be like yeah whatever bro I'm like all right it's your physical therapy bill I officially don't give a shit anymore so I've done my I've said my piece so um okay so what what do we have here well the first one is kind of a big one and that is poorly executed squats so um you know I mean 
it's very easy for a squat to be poorly executed and ineffective. Like, what's the point of doing this? Like, your depth is terrible. You know, you're not creating any tension or anything like that. But it's also fairly easy for it to be kind of destructive. Like, if you aren't able to maintain your spinal alignment or you really throw it into your knees, you're leaning forward. You know, if you don't have your bailout bars set in a rack and you're trying to go really heavy, one thing that I see a lot in videos that I get from people um, they'll have it all set up. They'll be great, great, great. And they've got one of those half racks, um, and they'll put the, put the bar on their back and then they'll take like four or five step backwards and they're officially out of the rack at that point. Like, what are you doing? You need to be in there. And if you don't think you need those bailout bars, you need to go heavier on your squats. If you don't think that that might actually come in useful, it's because you're not pushing yourself or, you know, you're, you're, quitting your set before you're really done. I mean, especially for the last set. Yeah. I mean, you should feel like you're going to fail. There should be some question as to whether or not you can get up. I mean, last time I did squats on Friday, maybe it was Tuesday. Yeah, it was Tuesday when I did them this last week. Uh, my last rep was a total fail. I thought I had it. I did not. And I was in the rack. Everything was set correctly. No big deal. That's kind of the idea on that last set. The, I, my my intention is on that last rep, I'm not putting the bar back on the cradles. I'm just going until I'm done. So, um, but poorly executing a squat, the biggest thing is your back. Um, your back, putting the weight back in uh, back onto your heels. So we put more of the movement into your hips. Take some of it out of the knees. I mean, if you've got compromised knees already, that's one way to really make them scream at you a lot more. Um, so that that's one of them. Poorly executed squats. A close cousin to that is a poorly executed deadlift. You've all seen really bad deadlifts. Uh, who, who, you know. Very likely, you've probably executed a few bad deadlifts in your life as well. So you know what I'm talking about here. It's all about that thoracic spine rounding. Um, th there's some argument to be made about how that could be productive, especially for power lifters. Um, for me, it's a technique thing, and it's a pretty advanced technique. I'm not really going to get into it here, except to say that I don't ever really want to see that from anybody, um, especially if you are at like not really like elite powerlifting level weights. Um, focus on getting your hips lower, keeping your chest up, keeping your back flat. Uh, another thing. Um, oh, I just had another one that popped into my head. What was it? I was talking about the squats and then that popped into my head and it's gone. It'll come back. Um, excessive range of motion on a leg press. Um, this is a really easy way to tweak your lower back. Um, so maintain your lumbar spinal alignment. One way that I do this is I, and again, I have pretty poor mobility in my hips. So my range of motion on a leg press, if I do it correctly, isn't all that impressive. You know, I'm not eating my knees or anything like that. Um, but you take that sled back, and what I'm doing the whole time is I'm grabbing onto those handles that are in the leg press, and I'm pulling my butt into that seat as hard as I can. And when I feel air in between my lower back and the seat, I know I've taken it too deep and that I need to shorten up my range of motion a little bit. So that that's how I do it. I, I listen for that kind of a cue and make sure <clears throat> that I shorten up the range of motion a little bit. Now, you can still get decent range of motion. You can still pile on some good weight. You can still go high reps. So there's no reason to avoid a leg press. Just be careful of your range of motion, um, especially, uh, you know, I, I'd say early on, just make sure that you're comfortable with that. Like, you know, typically you're going to go in the leg press and you're going to start a lower weight and you're going to start throwing some weight on there. Um, just make sure that it's comfortable early on. You aggressively pull yourself into that seat so you can feel better when you start to lose alignment. Um, a couple of shoulder things. Excessive range of motion. So here, here's, here's the thing. You know, we get a lot of this 
stems from excessive range of motion. So there's appropriate range of motion and there's, there's, then there's excessive range of motion. So excessive range of motion on upright rows. Um, if you are racking yourself in the chin with the bar on upright rows, you're probably taking it too high and you're putting yourself at a greater risk for a shoulder impingement. So what I will typically do, um, control it. So an upright row is also a movement where people tend to really come up on their tiptoes for every single rep, which is stupid. Um, so keep your feet flat on the floor, you know, a little bend in the knee is okay, especially on later reps in the set. Um, bring your hands up to about chest level. It doesn't need to come any higher than that. That is the productive spot. If you're going higher than that, you're getting a lot of trap in there as well. So, um, and, and usually with this one, if it's not comfortable, you're going to know it. Um, like it'd be like, Ooh, that doesn't quite feel right. So a lot of people can get away with this, but universally, one thing I recommend is just limit the range of motion because you know, just when I'm writing a program for somebody, I don't know what your shoulder feels like when you do that. So when I'm just giving basic, um, standard default instructions, it's to limit the range of motion on that. And also on lateral raises, um, <clears throat> draw a straight line that goes between your two shoulders and then extend that out in, uh, indefinitely in both directions. Your wrists shouldn't get any higher than that. Um, one exception on this uh, could be if you're doing a machine lateral raise. Sometimes um, I found that it's really necessary. Um, and I'm really thinking also of the machine lateral raise in the gym where I go. Um, there are <clears throat> a limited number of machines where I can actually max out the weight on the stack. That's one of them. I can max out the weight on that stack and still do like 20 reps, no problem. And it's not because my shoulders are freakishly strong. It's because that machine does not go very heavy. So, um, I, I will resort to using it in other ways, like high, really high rep. Um, or I will actually increase the range of motion on that particular machine. It feels really good. Actually, if I do that with dumbbells, it does not. Um, like it starts to feel like, okay, this is all trap. So once again, with lateral raises, especially with a dumbbell lateral raise, the more productive thing to consider is how far out your hands get away from the midline of your body. Not so much how high your hands get relative to the floor. So think out, not up. Um, and I would rather see you go a little bit heavier and restrict the range of motion. So it doesn't go quite so high. Like if I consider my hands at the same height as my shoulders being 100% full range of motion for the exercise, oftentimes I'm topping out about 80%, 70-80%. That's about as high as I get. So, um, And then you, you come down and keep tension on the shoulders on the negative and don't let yourself rest between reps. Like you're done with rep one, you go immediately into rep two. So there's an immediate segue in there. Um, keep the tension on your shoulders that way. Keep them burning. That will help tremendously. Um, next, excessive depth on the behind the neck press. So um, the behind the neck press is something that um, a lot of people say you just shouldn't ever do. And that's one of those exercises where I'm like, no, there's no blanket statement being issued here. I don't believe that this should always be avoided. I think there are some people that shouldn't do it. And those people will know it when they try it. Um, if you set your hands up correctly, um, so that um, at the bottom of your range of motion, um, your forearm should be pretty much vertical, like perpendicular to the ground. Um, how does that feel? And if it feels like, oh man, that's doing something funky in my shoulder. Good. You're a candidate to probably skip that exercise and find something else to do. Um, most people, I'd say in my experience, probably 60, 70% of people can do it fine. So, um, the problem is excessive range of motion. So, um, you, you, you want to take it down so that, you know, I, uh, I, I should, uh, I should pull up, do a Google search here really quick. Um, I'm going to say anatomy cause I can't remember the right word. Um, 
and my keyboard stops responding. Well, this is great. Don't don't worry, keyboard. It's not like I'm trying to do this live on my uh, podcast or anything. Anatomy of the skull. What is that called? That spot in the back there. It is the the occipital bone. Yes, yeah. So the the back of your skull, that little protrusion there um, that sticks out in the back. Like if you were going to uh, be in a production of Hamlet and holding a skull on stage, what your fingers would be touching as you talk to yourself with as you talk to the skull. Um, I feel like that reference might have been lost on a lot of people. Uh, apologies if so. Um, but the occipital bone. So you want to have the bar come down and, you know, hit that. Let's ditch the skull reference. You want the bar down to about ear level. That would probably be an easier way to put it. That's going to be right about the same spot. So um, if you're getting much lower than that, you're putting yourself in a hole where you're really going to have to force it um, and, and put your body through some very uncomfortable and potentially very unproductive things in order to get out of that hole. So skip that. Um, shorten up the range of motion there, and what you'll find is, okay, cool. Well, with range of motion short like that, I can go a little bit heavier. Yeah, you probably can, but take it slow. Don't try and push it too fast there. Um, next up, excessive stretch on flies. So whether it's a pec deck fly, a cable fly, or a dumbbell fly, Avoid that really, really, really big, massive stretch. Again, this is to take pity on the shoulders. Um, it, it's not necessary. You, you can get a good stretch through the pec just by adjusting your grip a little bit. So think like pronated, supinated. Um, you go with a, a supinated grip on your flies or a pronated grip, really. I mean, everybody tends to do them neutral grip. But if you go either pronated or supinated, actually pronated overhand grip, um, thumbs together up at the top, is gonna, probably going to give you... The, the most quality stretch in the pec. So you can really amplify the stretch just by adjusting your grip and not so much by going crazy on the stretch part of the range of motion. I think it's going to be a lot more productive that way. Um, I think you'll still feel a really good quality stretch. It's going to be nicer on your shoulders as well. So those are just a few, uh, a handful of things. I'm, I'm thinking also um, shrugs, just in general, poor form on shrugs um, can lead to a lot of, you know, strains, um, pinched nerves in the neck, that kind of thing. So um, the, the main thing that I would say on that is really be mindful of your tempo on shrugs because a lot of people just bust them out. One, two, three, four. They do these rapid fire shrugs just like jackasses and that's completely uncalled for. It's unproductive and it increases your risk of injury, which is pretty much always the case. Uh, leg extensions, another thing where tempo can get people in a lot of trouble. If you start your reps nice and slow and you don't have any pre-existing conditions with your knees, a leg extension is going to be just fine and it's a great quad builder um, and it's one of those things where, you know, if you have pre-existing knee injuries and you've been told to avoid leg extensions by a physical therapist because I think that's just one of the things that they learn on the first day of physical therapy school is to avoid the leg extension completely. Um, it, it's going to be difficult to build some really freaky quads. Um, it's still doable, but the degree of difficulty is much higher. If you can do that just by tweaking your form, tweaking your tempo, starting your reps off nice and slow, I always tell people, imagine that that weight stack is not made of iron, but it's made of glass. So any sudden movements in there is going to cause it to break and shatter and be worthless. So treat it like it's made out of glass. Really control your repetitions with that in mind. Um, those are the big ones. There was one other that was really bugging me that I was thinking like, oh yeah, I should mention that too. And it's just like that. It's gone completely. 
I don't know. It'll come to me at some point. And if it does, I will uh, I will come back here and uh, do a follow-up or post something online to that effect as well. So um, that's it for this episode. We're keeping it nice and short and sweet. We're right at about the 20-minute mark here. So um, that's it. I hope everybody has a great weekend. I can see here I've got a couple of texts from people here. So I've got to make sure that everybody's all set. I got some photos from Deontay for the stage stuff as well in North Carolina. Looking pretty good there. Great stuff. Awesome. So, um... Once again, good luck to everybody who's out there today, my clients, anybody else who's listening to this who's competing or is competing soon. Good luck to you as well. I'll catch you all in a few days.